another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. And I'm Brian. And continuing on with Mainstream May. Yep. Uh, we're going to do dad beers this time. So Dad beer, beers. Beers your dad drank. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, I, no, maybe you, you might have surprised me. Mm-hmm. I don't think you found Michelob, which was my dad's beer of choice. No, I didn't. I looked. I went to like seven stores this weekend looking for that sort of thing. Yep. Uh, which has been off my radar for about 10 years now. Hmm. So I had to like retrain my eye, but I could not find Michelob. I just don't think if they still make a straight Michelob, it's mm-hmm. not available here. I don't think, and maybe maybe brewery only or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. But yeah, that was, remember the weird bottle? Like that mm-hmm. was, that was my had the shape. Yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, I'd, lived, I'd love to know the history of that bottle, but uh, maybe so. someday we'll get it. Maybe. Yeah. In your research, you'll, you'll run across why that beer was shaped, the bottle was shaped yeah. that way. That's true, I will. So, dad beers. We're going to tell a couple dad stories. We're going to reminisce sure. about about our dads, maybe some dad stories about when, you know, when uh, with yeah. our kids and our, stuff. Our kids and, and, you know, our dads. Yeah, we'll um, see. Uh, this could, might need a disclaimer, man. This could be like the most emotional, in-depth episode we do. It might be a little dusty in here. Yeah. Maybe. I don't, yeah, I don't I know. Because remodeling or something. My dad passed away uh, 19, almost 20 years ago. Tw- oh, wow. Well, actually, Riley will be 20, so dad passed away 21 years ago. Yeah, mine's like coming on 14 years. Yeah. So, yeah, we might we might head down that road. We'll see what happens. Woo. Okay, here we go. So, I... I chose all these beers, okay. and I kind of wanted to surprise you, so I think you know only for sure one of the beers. Only one of them, yes. Um, and I stayed away from a couple standard ones, okay, um, because I think there's a good story in those if we want to do it. So mm-hmm. like Coors Banquet Beer, sure. I did not bring, okay, because there's kind of a whole history with that, and I think we could get to that at a later date if That'd we wanted to. That'd be a fun to. one to do later, yeah. And then just straight up Budweiser. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about it and had it or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I'm not um, going to miss that since we okay since you didn't. I'm going to reach into. Oh, uh, we're going to start out with this one right here. All right. Oh, hams. This is hams. Hams. I could sing you the these theme song. Could you? Yeah, it was a commercial. Should no, you? The beer I, yeah, from yeah. the land of sky blue water. I'm not very good. Oh that. wow. Okay. Yeah. Hams. The beer refreshing. With the ham, with the... You're right. With the uh, uh, bear, right? Fishing. He's the bear. Yeah. How do you know this? They advertised during cartoons, because it was a cartoon advertisement, and back in, you know, the mid to early 80s, that was okay back then. You could have cartoon bears selling beer to children. From the land of sky blue waters. Well, I'm I'm glad that you brought that up, because I have some history on that. So the first thing we need to do is crack this thing open. Okay. And uh, we're going to get after it. So here's the... I'm going to set the table for us. uh, Okay. Figuratively, we've got red solo cups, which is helpful, and I brought a cooler. So, if you ever met my dad, he a thousand percent always had a cooler with him <laughs> and it always had beer in it. So, this is par for the course. I, I could have brought them in in a sack today, and I was like, no, I'm gonna get the cooler out. Mm-hmm. Just we're gonna do this whole thing right. That thing is pouring just like water. Yeah, look at is. that thing. It's so it's so clear. Oh my goodness. So, this. It's a lager, is this right? Yeah, is, most is of these are all going to be lagers. Okay. So. so this is one of the other breweries that I did a little research on. Okay. So we'll get into a little bit of the story uh, of, of hams and, and kind of the advertising. That's the area I researched was that bear. Interesting. So I'm glad you remembered that. I, I remember that bear vividly. Brewed in true family tradition from the purest water and closest barley, choicest barley malt and grain, barley malt, grain, and hops. Mm. I think that's good beer. I mean, I'll drink it. There's only one place I know of, Dolan, in all of Omaha that has this on tap, and it's at Reverb. This is it. You can only get it there, from what I know. This is good good beer, right? This is good. 
good. Yeah. Why is this not a thing? It Why? is a thing. It's been around. Here's the thing. They've been around since about 1856. Okay. So we're talking pre-Civil War beer. Guess what? German guy came here, Man. went to Chicago. Those Germans are awesome. Right? Making stuff, making wow. beer. So he had a friend that owned this brewery, and he couldn't afford the mortgage. So this guy said, you know what? I'll, I'll take it over for you. Okay. So he paid the bill and took over the brewery. And his name was Theodore H. Ham. <laughs> and he was a butcher by trade. Okay. But did know how to make beer. Um, and then he took it over. And this was near, the brewery was near Fallon Creek in St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay. It was then named the Theodore H. Ham Brewing Company in 1896. So about 40 years after he gets to Chicago, this financial transaction takes place and he takes over the brewery. So it had operated uh, for a while before he came in. Um, before the bear you were mentioning before, mm-hmm. their promotional stuff had an eagle, which is very American and, oh. uh, Amer- you know, USA sort of stuff. And it was on lots of things. Mm-hmm. And other beer things we've talked about in the past had eagle representation. Um, 1945, they hire a new marketing company, and that's where that land of sky blue waters comes from. Mm. That campaign was created. Yep. What, what year was that? 1945. Oh, wow. So World War II. Yeah. Um, and the bear was created in 1952. Okay. Lots of theories on where he came from and who did it, uh, but the story seems to line up that it was drawn as a cartoon on a napkin at a place called Freddy's Restaurant mm. in Minneapolis. So... Whoever created it, there are people arguing that they did, or I did, or you did, or whatever, but mm-hmm. everybody seems to know it was at a meeting that took place there. Are there typically bears in Wisconsin? Well, it's in Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota, I'm sorry. So I think yes. Okay. Um, black bears, maybe? Sure. Um, I don't think, I know of any other kind that would be up there. Hmm. Um, okay. But yeah, so right. uh, the bear happened, in, and the reason they, they chose the bear was because it of the woods, uh, it's an animal of the forest. And in this part of Minnesota, it's lots of trees and wilderness, mm-hmm. and they wanted something to tie into that wilderness feel. Lakes and rivers and, right. s- and sky blue water. And the way that you sang that song, um, it's definitely stuck with you for a long time, mm-hmm. and that's Forever. On, on purpose. Yep. Um, other 50s ads, because this started in 1952, and popular songs in general and a lot of advertisement back then used um, racial stereotypes and like pulled from things Mm -hmm. and they hit the Native American one for this. So if you'll go back and you listen to the commercial, um, which I did look some up on YouTube, Mm -hmm. it's like a Native American drum beat. Like that's the music of the thing. It's like a... Yes. Like that. And then they sing their their song. Oh man. So it's, it's... not a ripoff, but it's like this is where it comes from, right? So it's an it's an homage to yeah. To, we would say that now, yeah. And okay. in the, and up in that area, um, there were a lot of different native peoples for a long time in that area. So mm-hmm. um, it was something like that. And that bear, kind of like some of the other advertising icons we've talked about before on the show, um, there's a big market for collectibles with him. There's clubs that people like buy and sell, especially mm-hmm. signs and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I found things um, banks. Playing cards, calendars, placemats, napkins, salt and pepper stuff, um, and then schedules. So I was talking to Aaron Daly about this because he's our local Minnesota guy, mm-hmm. and he was tied to the Twins for a long time. So you'd get like a Twins uh, schedule, mm-hmm. like on a card, you know, and it would have the bear. The and it would be spam or sponsored by Hams or oh. whatever. Um, let's see, and then 
let's see, baseball, football, and hockey. So he was all up in the sports up there. So just tied to activity and being outside. Well, him and Paul Molitor hung out. Maybe. 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 You never know. Um, 1969, the advertising agency, they're done. They don't do the deal anymore. They they go a different direction. They okay. hire somebody else. Okay. And there were no more. Um, the bear was not in the commercials anymore hmm. at that time. Interesting. So the bear never drank beer Mm-mm. ever. He, he was, was fishing. Just, he was just kind of fishing or doing... He's kind of like clumsy is what I mm. read as representation of him. He was kind of like the Yogi Bear Basically is what it looked of. like, kind of, yeah. Yeah. And then he only spoke one time, and you already said what he said. Well, I guess kind of. He said, it bears repeating. That was the only thing he ever said. <laughs> because they say the same thing like three or four times in the commercial. Ham's the beer refreshing. And that makes no sense to me grammatically. No. I don't know why they said no. it that way, no. but it was always that way. But in the song... God, just it just you, they repeat it yeah. and then it hams yep. at the end. Wow, yeah. that's crazy that yep. you remember that. Yeah, I never heard it before. I mean, I heard the phrase, but I'd never seen a commercial or heard it or anything. This is the first hams I've ever had. Now like it, it took me to age forty-four. Mm. Well, there you go. Um, the bear came back in 1973. He was wearing a red jacket and a plaid vest and a shirt and tie, so he's kind of like a '70s sportscaster looking guy. Sure, he was there, and then he got a name that year, which was Theodore. Or T.H. Bear. And that was the only time he had a name. Oh, okay. Um, at the brewery, he had a name. And I think it was Sasha. Oh. But it was never, like, publicized that that was the bear's name. That's just um, what the people that worked there called him. It was just, like, the kitschy name for him or whatever. Yeah. Okay. All and right. then in 2000, he was named runner-up most influential Minnesotan of all time <laughs> by the St. Paul Press. Yeah, you don't have a whole lot to go with there, so. And 2000 was the last time he was in any advertising for hams. Mm. So he's been gone. Uh, 2017, um, Ham's beer sales went up 74.6%. So it became like a hipster beer. Oh. Not unlike PBR. Like PBR. It had yeah. a real big upswing back then, too. Yep. This is one of those, and it has just exponentially grown. Um, and it's available most places now, as yeah. far as like grocery stores. That's where I got hy V by my house. Interesting. You know what I find is I'm looking at the can, right? There's, it's a very German style looking can mm-hmm. with a little, uh, you know, with the lion with the sword and the and the crown and all of that. And uh, I, it's under the government warning that every beer has, right? Yeah. Underneath that government warning, two words: Union Made. They were big on that. That's the only time I've ever seen that on yeah. a can. Union yeah. Made. That was a big thing with uh, with hams. And there's, an, I guess, one of the other breweries we're going to talk about today had a little bit of that, too. But I could drink that all day long. It's pretty good, I think. It's not bad. Yeah. So I have a friend that, his name's Chris, and this is, like, the only beer he'll drink. What? Really? He, he is, and he's, like, 30. Okay. And, like, this is it. No Bud Light, he won't, no he won't, go, Light. he won't go to a place if they don't have hams. He's like, no, I'm not, I'm not drinking. He will, he will drink nothing. Interesting. Unless there's hams, and he'll mm-hmm. have a ham. I'll always find something to drink. I mm-hmm. Sadly, I, I've been on this weird... Bud Light Lime Kick or whatever. Mm-hmm. After like that's a good lawn mown beer. Yeah, just because the the regular my regular lawn mown beer has not been available here, right? Recently, and so I thought, well, I'm gonna I need something. What's your regular lawn mown? That sounds like a dad thing. It's definitely a dad. Yeah. As I get older, or whatever. Yeah, uh, my regular lawn mown beer is Sierra Nevada's Otrevez. Oh yeah, it's their Goza. Uh, they really. have it in cans this year. I saw it. I have not been able to find it yet. Come to my high V by my house. Okay. Got, it was on sale, actually, even, which is great. That's another dad thing. Even, Get it on sale, even man. Even better. Load up. Nothing I bet love better more than either clearance or a good sale. Mm-hmm. My dad would call me. Of course, this was after I was 21. He would call me, 
and uh, he would say, they got they got Bud Light at Super Saver <laughs> case, sixteen bucks. You, that's a great. You cannot pass that up. You can't pass that up. And I was like, all right, Dad. Yep. And I took his advice because when I was twenty one, <laughs> that's what I was drinking. That's you know? what you're drinking. Yeah. So my dad, his beer drinking evolved over time. Okay. He he uh, was a big proponent of whatever is cheap. He was a cheap drinker. Sure. And uh, I think that part of that was um, his job was. He had a good job. He worked for the University of Nebraska in the press room. Okay. Um, but it wasn't like he wasn't making money hand over fist. And then, uh, you know, a 1980s divorce happened, and then child support, mm. and then that sort of thing. So he, it wasn't like he was laying around in cash. No. Nope. So he had to get what he could get, right? So a long time, his beer of choice mm. was... Let's see if I can get it out of here. Going back into the... Oh. Bush Light. The... The uh, affectionately named Bush Latte. Bush Latte. He he called these blue yummies. Blue that's yummies. What he called them. That's what the mailman called them. I mean, that's right. Maybe my dad was the mailman. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, he might be old enough. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is just a common uh, you yeah. know, moniker for them. Bush Latte, blue yummy. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what he would usually have in his cooler. Um, and then when I got to be like of drinking age, a little bit closer, uh, he would splurge and he would get Bud Light. And that oh, was his big thing. That's the fancy beer for him. Yeah. I mean, that was good living. That was like a good paycheck <laughs> day. Going to have Bud Lights. So that was that was something that I, that I got from him. Again, just super clear. Mm-hmm. No, very little definition to it at all. But easy to drink. You can, what's the, what's the beer term here? Crushable. Yeah, is that a fair? Is that fair? I don't know. We're gonna see. I this is one of those beers that I've convinced myself over time I don't like, and it gives me a <laughs> headache when I drink it. So we'll see. I I would. I'm kind of like uh, anti Bush Light. I don't drink it. I've had Bush before, the okay. straight one, and I don't know if you can find that anymore or not. You can. Yeah, you can. Um, but this is everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. I just bought, so I I went to a barbecue over the weekend, and my job was to bring beers for that everybody would like, right? So I didn't bring mm-hmm. super fancy stuff or whatever. No milkshake IPAs. No, yeah. no, no, no. So I got an eighteen pack of Bush Light, and it was maybe fourteen bucks, maybe. Yeah, instantly sweeter than hams, right? This one is, yeah, sweeter, way sweeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little less carbonated, maybe. Yeah. I definitely prefer the hams. I do too. So far, yeah. Uh, but this is one people swear by. This one. Oh, yes. I have. I have a friend. This is like his beer, mm-hmm. and we give him crap about it all the time. Drink what you love. He does though, drink. Right? I mean, he it's... is like a high end stout and whiskey guy. Yeah. But then when he's not doing that, he's like slumming <laughs> it with this. I'm just like, man, it's like wearing sweatpants to church. Why are you doing this? I get it though. I, oh. I mean, with my with I go back and forth. Bud Light Lime, Coors Light, Bush Light, <sighs> like, and I don't like Bud Light at all. Yeah. But Bud Light Lime is just refreshing. I'll drink one. Yeah. I've, I had I sent you a picture the other day. I yeah. had one. Yeah. I found it in my old beer fridge in the garage. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Don't. And sometimes you just don't want, you don't want, and I want to say waste, you don't want to drink a really good beer if you just want to drink it, right? If you're just like, Mm -hmm. if you're just pounding through. Let's say you've had maybe two beers, right? We're going to say, we're going to go on a low end, two beers. Maybe you feel like you need a third beer. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily want a $14 stout can. No. 
just reach in the fridge and have these. I'm a big proponent of having some sort of beer like this around. Yep. Uh, but it's not, for me, not going to be bush light. Mm. I don't mind it. It's, okay. It's okay. I mean, that's all right. I suppose if I had to choose, and maybe we'll get to this, I don't know, but I, I, if I had to choose, like, what am I grabbing if it's not the lawnmower and Bud Light Lime? Yeah. It's a Coors Light. Okay. I enjoy a nice cold. It's got to be cold, though, man, because if it gets warm, it's rough. Yeah. But it's got to be. That's probably true most of these, I would yeah, bet. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, nice cold. Do they light. still do the can that turns blue? Is when, that still a thing? When it, when mountains turn blue, it's as cold as the Rockies. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know what's not, you know what's awesome when you're in Colorado and you're yeah. drinking a Coors Light and you look up and you see the Rockies <laughs> and then you look at your can and you see it's the Rockies, blue. you're like, wow, this oh, is this is my best life. It's <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a childhood beer mm-hmm. story, Rich. Oh man. Um... From like, uh, well, uh, my dad, for whatever reason, and maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get to this. I don't know because I mm-hmm. think they still make them. Uh, my dad would splurge every once in a while on Lowenbrow. Oh yeah, Lowenbrow. I've remember? seen those. Yeah, mm-hmm. fancy, fancy. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my. It had f- a lion on it. Didn't yeah, it? yes, yeah. fancy, super fancy lion. Mm-hmm. Um, that was maybe one of my first experiences with beer early on. Not good. It was not. <laughs> Yeah. They never end well. The the uh the, the scene in Shazam where they get the beers and they take a drink and they spit it out and it yeah. tastes like pee, right? Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. We thought, nope, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna hammer th- through these yeah. or whatever. So whole night of that and you know, or whatever. Get home the next day. friends take me home. Yeah. Right. And there used to be the back door to the house, open the back door, there's just like a little entryway. And they carry me in, drop me on the floor, and I just lay on the floor right there. That's where I slept. Oh, and boy. Dad gets up, and of course knows one is low and brow's gone. And <laughs> so you took him from your house, yeah, drank him somewhere else, and then came home. And then came home. So stupid. Oh, not goodness. very smart. Yeah, we're not smart at all. Uh, um, so I'm laying on the laying on the floor there in the carpet, you know, carpet face. <laughs> and Dad's like, "Get up. We got mow the lawn." Oh, no. Yep. So I get up, and we had this big empty lot on the side of our house. So our house, and then on the other side of the driveway, big empty lot, about the size of a football field. It was giant. Mm-hmm. Like it was, And maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it wasn't that big. I felt that big that day. Oh, it did. So he, I start the lawnmower up, and I start, he's like, nope. Put the lawnmower on the highest setting possible, and I mowed the lawn. And I got done, I'm just sweating. Come back inside, and he's like, no, you're not done yet. Goes, oh. and he moves it one step down. And I mowed the lawn again, again puking in the yard, oh. mowed the whole thing, came inside. He's like, now we're going to eat some breakfast. And so we had eggs and bacon, and oh. my dad never made breakfast, <laughs> never. He's making bacon and sausage and whatever. Oh. Sends my mom to the store, and she comes back, and we have pancakes, and we're... He's like, eat, and I'm eating. like, nope, I'm not eating. He's like, yep, you're eating. Oh, my goodness. Eating. He's like, oh, get back out there. Dropped it down one more setting or whatever. So then I'm puking in the yard. He's like, you're going to clean that up. And <laughs> four times, man, four times he ran me through this. Wow. And it was, uh, I mean, it was it was probably a good two, three weeks until I drank beer again. But I... <laughs> <laughs> you sure learned your lesson. Yeah, I totally did Don't not. did steal his. Wow. Well, I just didn't. I'm surprised as a dad he'd let you mow the yard. Well, it was a side yard. Oh, it was so. all just pretty much weeds and dirt anyway. Gotcha. So, so it wasn't as that one. Okay. Yeah. Yep. My so. story, this is one that my mom's told me, and I a thousand percent believe it's true. When I was a baby, like old enough to walk mm-hmm. in a diaper, I would just be wearing a diaper and we would be in the basement of my parents' house. Uh, this is back when there was like no cable TV. Mm-hmm. And my dad and his best friend would get together 
and they would drink a bunch of beers in the basement, long neck bottles. Mm. And they'd watch uh, Benny Hill. Yeah, familiar with Benny Hill? Yeah. So Dolan Benny Hill is a show. It's a British show. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Three Stooges esque, like slapstick comedy. It's yeah. real dumb British mm-hmm. humor. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I remember about it was it was like had a lot of scantily clad ladies. In totally. It. And uh, a lot of like, uh, oh, it's it's oh, there's a song. It's There's a name for the song. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called, but mm-hmm. that would be in it. Yes. And uh, they would just drink beers. And I guess as a baby, I would walk around. And I would take the bottles out of the trash can and drink what was left. And they thought that was hilarious. And my dad would, yeah, would leave me a little bit so I could get a little bit. So that was like my first round of beers. And it was always the, uh, somehow on Benny Hill, somehow uh, the woman's blouse would always come off. Right, and so yeah. she would just be in her bra, and then mm-hmm. they'd be chasing her around, yep. and it'd be like that, like little speed, like sped up, uh-huh. yep. and they'd be around, and they'd play that music yeah. or whatever. And then I think he was usually in drag too. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. he would be, and that was like every episode. Oh, I mean, yeah. you've you've told the whole show. That's yeah, it, that's, and that was like the same time every week. It was six seasons worth, right there. I yeah, the whole thing. That's yeah, Benny Hill. So apparently, when you have no cable, and it's 1982. That's what you you're got watching. Some beer, that's what you're watching. All right, I got so. I got another one for you here. This one this one's a little sad actually. All but right, it's uh it's good. I'm, I'm still I'm still on my bush lights. So if you want to you want to dig in for the next one, let's. Oh, uh, I'm still on the bush light too. Okay, okay. So, uh, freshman year of college, uh, I I moved out and uh, so I'm freshman year of college. I'm 18, so I graduated high school when I was 17. Um, moved out. Kansas is playing Kansas State in basketball. Uh, Kansas State won for whatever reason. This would have been 93. Kansas State won. So we thought, let's go to Manhattan, which is an hour and a half away, and let's go party or whatever. Because 18, you could you could still get into bars. It didn't really matter. Okay. Or you, we could find something or whatever. So we load up a cooler, and we start driving. That is such a bad idea. Yeah, it sounds Such bad. a bad idea. So luckily, the person driving was sober. She never drank at all. Which was great for us. You drive, yeah. She'd drive us all over the place. She just wanted to hang out, and it was it was fine. So we got uh, probably thirty minutes outside of town. And there's a DUI checkpoint, and we got pulled over. And uh, <laughs> sitting in the back with a whole cooler full of beers and yeah. whatever else. So yeah, we spent. Uh, it wasn't in Cloud County. It was in. Uh, gosh, I can't remember the county right next to us. Anyway, but my dad had a friend that lived there. Really good friend. Worked on cars together and stuff. So it wasn't published in papers or anything like that. So they would never have known. I wasn't living at home or whatever. And uh, had to do, I had to go back, do community service and, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. Spent the night in jail in the jumpsuit and, and all that. Uh, only for minor in possession, right? That was yeah. it. Anyway, so fast forward many, well, not many years, a couple years later, uh, dad's sick. He's in the hospital up here in uh, in Omaha. And... We're talking or whatever, and we were talking. I can't remember what, why we got on the subject or whatever. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I remember uh, remember that time that uh, you got arrested in in whatever county it was." Yeah. I'm like, "How did you know that?" Yeah. Or whatever. And mom had left the room, and uh, he goes, "Don't worry, I won't tell your mom." Oh, and he kind of winked at me, and and so I told him the story, and yeah, so. So, one he, of those, so how did he know? Because his, his, his friend, buddy his buddy lived in lived in that county. So, yeah, I have no idea what this beer is, but that looks fun. Yeah, so his buddy lived in that county and saw it in the newspaper that, uh, like, hey, isn't this your boy? Wow. Got arrested for an MIT. And he never told you before that? Nope. It was years later. Oh, man. Yeah. Never That's told a me. cool dad move. That's right. Yeah. 
Hmm. And my dad and I didn't have a great relationship, so that was that was kind of one of those things that sticks with me a little bit. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah. Well, this one, what we've got here, uh, I this was a late edition. This was the last edition. Hmm. Because I was talking to Aaron Daly yesterday, and I was like, hey, we're going to do these dad beers. And he's mm-hmm. like, did you get Grain Belt? I was like, why? He's like, my dad drank a bunch of Grain Belt. And Grain I was like, well, belt. we didn't have this. This no. is a Minnesota brewery. Oh. So this is another one, like Hams, that's from Minnesota. Um, it's been in Nebraska, in and out a few times. It's okay. here now again. They also make a beer that's very similar to this called Nordeast. But it's with a D, not Northeast, but Nordeast. Nordeast. No. And this is just a straight lager. Hmm. Going to be very similar to what we've kind of already had. It'll be just a, a sample of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this brewery has only been around since 1947. So mm. it's a newbie. It's a newbie. For us. Um, but yeah, so this might be your first grain belt experience. My first grain belt. So this re- the bottle reminds me of Miller High Life. A little bit. A little bit. And it does have kind of like an old school 40s, 50s vibe on the bottle cap. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the best way to describe it is it looks good on a beer sign. Like oh, if you walk yeah. into a small town bar and they have one that has, you know, like a Clydesdale horse for Budweiser or whatever, walking through and it's a clock or something like this design looks good on that. Yeah. Go ahead and, or do you need it? Yep. Yeah, there you go. I kept a couple new solo cups here. I'm just going to keep going. Unlike back in one. high school, right? When you, you wrote your name on your solo cup and you don't lose this. Don't lose it. And no. Don't put it down because somebody might. Somebody use it for a spitter. Pick it. Oh, God. That's the worst. That's terrible. That's the worst. All right, I'm going to finish off my Bush Latte yeah. here. And so, okay, so, so far, I'm going to go Hams, then Bush Light. I think is my, this is my, if I'm okay. ranking in yeah. rank order here, let's. That was a heavy pour. Sorry mm. about that, Nolan. That was an accident. Oh, not much left there. Yeah, he'll get a little, though. There's enough Bush Latte in there that he could. Yeah, he could oh, he'll, he'll, okay. he'll be all have that. So I bought this. This is on purpose. I have this at my house. This is going to be my lawnmower beer. Really? Yeah. Just something light. Have you had it before? Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah. It smells interesting. It smells, it's, it's, it's very grainy, kind of a wheaty kind of yep. smell. Hmm. Oh, it's kind of in the middle. It is kind of in the, it, it's not. It's got a little sweetness, not as mm-hmm. much as the hams, but it's way less sweet than the bush light. I, I feel of, it's light. It's mm. got a little darker in the glass, though. That's true. Once you pour it, I don't know. I yeah, it's kind of both. It, it's kind of in mm-hmm. between, which yeah. I it's nice. I mean, this is the style of beer, and if you weren't getting a Budweiser, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy years ago. Which I don't even know if it was it reached across the world or the country mm. like it did now. A lot of places, even in here in Omaha, like Falstaff Brewery, they were making this kind of beer. Everybody was making this kind of beer. This kind of beer. Everywhere. This yeah. is it. This is what beer was until the 80s, basically, in the United States. The friendly beer. It yeah. actually says that on here. August Sh- August Shell. Shell. Yeah, so Brewing. like Shell's Brewery. Have you ever heard of them? No. Uh-uh. So they're in Minnesota. They make an you would love it. There's a, they have a whole like Berliner Weiss series they do, oh, like cellar series. Yeah. With different um, fruits. I had a black cherry one of those before that was really good. And a, a blackberry. Uh, they come in big bombers. They're called North Star. And they're like 1049 a bomber. Hmm. And there's a guy in Omaha that has all of them. And I think they've made 30. So he has like a 30 bottle vertical of this. Oh my That gosh. brewery is sour bomber set. So it's kind of a big deal. Would your would, uh, what would your dad's opinion of your of your 
It, my dad would punch me in the mouth if he said if I said I'm drinking a blackberry beer or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I tell anybody that will listen to me, especially my father-in-law, because mm-hmm. um, towards the end of my dad's life, him and my father-in-law became like best friends, Okay, which was kind of cool. That's interesting. And yeah. they would hang out without me. Whoa. They would hang out all the time. <laughs> really? They would meet for beers after work and like they, they would go to the Eagle Raceway and go watch the races and like they were bros. Dang. And they were they were crushing bush lights and bud lights, you wow. know. So I always tell him, my father in law, because he's the guy that goes with me now on like mm-hmm. beer bus stuff, and he's he really is my dad now. Yeah. And I tell him all the time, I am so glad that my dad is not around for IPAs <laughs> and like Imperial Barrel Age Stouts. I'm like, it would have been bad. It would have not ended well. Yeah. We would have had some issues. So I always tell him, like, I'm glad he, he, he checked out at the right time before this whole craft beer thing. Oh, man. He would have, he would have probably been, he would have been on board because mm-hmm. of the alcohol stuff. Um, but I don't know that he would, you know, he wouldn't be drinking Berliner Weisses with sour candy in them or no, anything. No, yeah, but, my, my dad's not, he would not have done that. Yeah. No. My dad was, uh, he was open to try something new. Yeah. I mean, that might, you know, that might have been. Bud Light Ice or something, but oh yike! That's I mean, he was open minded at least. Sure, with that. Uh, see, in, in in similar fashion, my dad checked out right before kind of the internet really took off, mm-hmm. and so he would have he would have been addicted to eBay. Oh really? A hundred percent. Yeah, he would have been because. He was the kind of guy that would go, like, they'd go to Walnut, Iowa and, and go to the antique stores or whatever. Right. We're driving back from Colorado, and we'd drive through small towns just to look for dumb little antique stores. Mm-hmm. Right? He would drag me into these things, and that's probably where some of it came from. I guarantee. Me, what did he collect? What was he looking for? You just know, whatever? It, it depended. It, it was whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. for the longest time, it was railroad memorabilia, because that was, he did early in his life. So, so he worked there and just mm-hmm. had that tie? Date nails and lanterns and globes. Like mm-hmm. the globes that went in the lanterns, yeah. on the on the railroad was that was super collectible, and they're really expensive, aren't they? Super expensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, back in the eighties, it was there Maybe was no so eBay, right? Yeah. So the, yeah, it was all kind of just priced accordingly, I guess. Right. But yeah, there were books about them and stuff. But yeah, if you're in Colorado and you've got a lantern for sale, somebody in Cincinnati wasn't buying that thing, right? Like yeah. it could be now. So yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. There's a lot of things I I definitely feel like I'm turning into my dad in a lot of ways. <laughs> like if I take my glasses off, mm. I look like my dad, yeah. which is weird to me. I have, unfortunately, the body shape of my dad, mm. and that's yeah. not great. Yep. I mean, he it's not even dad bod. It's like a little bit past dad bod, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, I have, it's kind of funny when you like really step back and think about, especially since he's been gone for so long, like how much you inherited just through DNA. Yeah. Just like you had no choice, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like my dad was a social butterfly. He loved to be around people. He loved to make people laugh. He loved to have a cooler beer. Like that was going down. Wherever he was at, it was like a party. Right. Guaranteed. Yeah. And like I, I definitely see that with me. I'm trying to always be the entertainment. Sure. You know, at even at some personal cost. I'm trying to make somebody else happy even if I'm not. Like, right. That's, and that was him to a T. Hmm. And that's, I don't know, it's kind of interesting to see that. And then um, now that I have a kid, 
you know, trying to figure out exactly what, I, what do I want to pass down on purpose and mm-hmm. versus things that are just going to happen and that, that whole scenario. But why is it interesting? Do you feel like as, as a, one dad to another here, mm-hmm. do, do you sometimes feel like you have zero idea what's happening and, and, and somehow like your dad absolutely knew what to do all the time, no matter what like, I feel? Well, I can answer your question. Um, I don't know what's going on for sure. <laughs> I had, until my son, I had never really even held a baby. Oh. Right? Like, yeah. I was I was anti-babies. I didn't want to have a baby. I wasn't going to do it. You know, yeah. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the flip side of that is my dad had no idea what was going on either. No? No. Okay. He was, he, yeah, he did not have it put together. He had uh, a long history of, like, mental health stuff. So just being around was good for him. So it wasn't, there was no, like, plan or... You know, it was just, let's go by the seat of our pants every day. And okay. when he would come and have us for the weekend, um, I'm sure it was, he'd probably thought about what we're going to do, you know, like we're going to go out and do this and mm-hmm. do that on a, on a shoestring budget. You know, sure. we're going to do the free stuff. We're going to mm-hmm. go to the state park because I bought the thing or we're going to go fishing or we're going to yep. do all that sort of stuff. So yep. uh, I do take from him uh, trying to make memories because that was mm-hmm. something that was very important to him, like mm-hmm. traditions and memories and stuff. So I, I do take that from him, but I, I know he didn't have it put together and there was no like real great plan. There was like yeah. momentary um, glimpses of the plan, but there was no <laughs> like it's written in set in stone sort of stuff. So, But don't you remember thinking as a kid, like, like I, you know, there were times when they had it all figured out, like they were the parents or whatever. My and... mom's that way. Okay. My mom's that way. And and for me, my mom, after my parents got divorced, my mom was my mom and my dad for quite a while. Sure. So she is that way. My dad was more of, uh, I definitely get my thinking from him. Like, mm-hmm. let's just sit in a room and think about shit. <laughs> and like, let's let's think about how good things can be and how bad they can go. And sure. let's go down like a hundred yards down the path and see where we're at. Like, that's Ooh. that was something he liked to do. And I, I find myself... There quite a bit, That's, unfortunately. That can be a scary place to be sometimes. It's, so. Yeah, in your own mind, it's not great sometimes mm. for sure. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that was that was him. Interesting. He was like a dreamer, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the clouds, and my mom was the anchor, the tether, and that's a lot like me and my wife's relationship is the same way. I'm, Interesting. I'm emotional and mm-hmm. um, a thinker of that sort of thing. Like I will spend a lot of time thinking about stuff that really doesn't matter or worrying about things. Sure. And my wife's just like cut to the quick and this is it. And this like, is what we're doing. Yep. Yeah. She has the plan in our house. Hmm. All right. Next one you just pulled out of your. My little cooler. Your this cooler. Is a, this is a PBR. Original. Paps Blue Ribbon. Like the original. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I still have refrigerator magnets that my dad owned on my beer fridge in my garage. They're just the PBR like logo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it says since 1844. So, wow. so far, we're, this is the oldest Wow, that we've had. Oh, my gosh. It became the Blue Ribbon. We kind of talked about it. Mm-hmm. Super oh. clear. Once again, another lager, right? Yes. Okay. We talked about this um, with Heather mm-hmm. on an episode. Yes, we did. About Chicago and like uh, that serial killer guy. Mm-hmm. The World's Fair that was there that this that year in eighteen, I was like ninety six, I think, or ninety two, mm-hmm. and this is the beer that won the Blue Ribbon that year. This so it, was the best beer at the at the World's Fair. It actually won a Blue Ribbon. Yeah, and that's why it's called Paps Blue Ribbon because it was the best beer in the world 
in Chicago in like 18... One time. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Hey, if you're world champion, you're world champion, right? It doesn't... You can't take your banner down. Yep. All right. Oh. PBR. So, so this is a hipster favorite. You know I've never had a PBR. Wow. Never. So two of the... F- no, three out of... The- is it really three out of the four you never had? Three of the four I've never had. Oh, yeah, man, Dolan, PBR. Good, Dolan. Have you ever had PBR? Yeah, always shaking his head like. If you're a, a like musician, a, you have had a PBR. Yeah. Okay. Because it's usually affordable. It's it's usually like a two dollar tall boy or a bottle. Like you get, you get your drink tickets from the venue. Yeah. And it's usually just PBR, or uh-huh. old style, Bushlight or Bud Light. And yeah. PBR is the choice, yeah. you know. Mm. But this is a, this is another one of those beers that has kind of made a comeback. The hipster crowd, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like it's cool to drink it. Sure. Um, a couple years ago, they had a really neat, like old retro '50s advertising campaign. So it was like actual um, images from the '50s that they used to use, and they put them on the bottles. Mm. So that was cool. So like every 12 pack or whatever had different different pictures or something. I don't know. It tastes just like the other ones, kind of. I mean, it's, maybe they're all just blending together. <laughs> they're probably at this point, they but. are probably blending, but they're also the same style. Yeah. So there really shouldn't be a whole lot of difference. This is also, I believe, from Milwaukee. Way closer to hams, maybe than the other two. So not sweet. Yeah, not sweet. No, I like. I don't like a sweet. This style of beer. This is one of the things that usually turns me off. Mild, not bitter. Mm-hmm. So I started looking these up. So hams didn't even show the IBUs. Yeah. Um, I mean, they can't be. Probably in the 20 range, I would bet. Perhaps Blue Ribbon, 10 IBUs. Yeah. So just nothing. I mean, there's some hops. 4.6, though. This might be one of the higher yeah, ones. They put hops in it just so they can say it's a beer. Mm, I mean, true. That's about as much as you're going to They just, like, this. dip the hops in the they water. Put it in, they take it out. Yeah. It's <laughs> like a bay there. leaf in the soup. <laughs> just put it in there for a minute and then take it out. But this is another one that you're going to get anywhere. This is, like, dive bar beer. Absolutely. And this is another one that... Well, I know a lot of people drink it all day long. Buck fifty tall boys. Yep. All dad, day long. I mean, if you go someplace that says they got dad beers, yep. like a special, this is they're gonna have this beer for yep. sure. I, no, I got you have to wonder how different does this taste on tap versus in the cans? I don't yeah, I don't know. This isn't this is one of those beers that you don't usually find on tap. No. I mean, maybe special occasion you might mm-hmm. find someplace. I don't know that I've ever had it. Dolan? No. Any band venues? He's saying no. He's thinking. He's mm-hmm. like, how many places have I had PBR mm-hmm. this week? No. Uh, no. Just no. two. Yeah. Even like in Chicago, I, I, you know, in some of the Wrigleyville bars or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part, it's all Budweiser and old style. Yeah. That, I mean, that's just, just how it goes. Well, and these are Milwaukee. I mean, this is a Milwaukee beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ham's is a Milwaukee beer. Yeah. Well, it's Minnesota, I guess. Dundee's Place. Dundee's uh-huh. Place? 72nd and Cass. 72nd? Sec- oh. Or Blondo. 72nd no. and Blondo. Oh, on the corner. It used to be in Dundee, and then it moved. What's it called? Dundee's Place. Dundee's Never heard of place. it. Never heard of it. Yeah. I know where 72nd and Blondo is. But or Cass, depending mm-hmm. on which Dolan you ask. I guess, exactly. Jeez, how many have you had, Dolan? Huh. No. So yeah, I don't. I've never. I don't think I've ever had it on purpose. On no tap. I've never seen it really. I don't mind it. It's good. It's. Uh, I'd order it. Yeah. I mean, so where are we at now with the ranking? Oh boy. Now we're four. Oh in. gosh darn. Um, hams. Th- and this could change. Yeah, it probably will. 
Pam's Grain Belt. Whoa. PBR Bushlight. So one you've... The, all three that you've never had are yeah, ranked higher are than ranked the Bushlight. higher than the Bushlight. And here's the thing. I would still choose Bushlight you know, if you're just reaching That's in. That's muscle right? memory. Right. That's why that's why I'm doing this. This is why I was in charge of these beers. And today. quite honestly, there's these the two middle, the Grain Belt and the PBR interchangeable. They're point. pretty close. Yes. But at Hams, it just stands out. It and does. you know what else stands out about Hams? It was $3.99 a six pack. <laughs> Don't spit it out. It's $3.99 <laughs> a six pack. I mean, that's economy prices. That's Southwest Air prices. That's union made prices right that's there. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. Mm, and man, wow. it tastes good. It does. It has all that history. Next party I go to at Mike Combs' house, roll up with this, man. I'll tell you what. I'll be the coolest guy at the party. Well, you'll. For four bucks. At least you'll be at the party. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you'll have some beers. Yep. Uh, let's see. I was going to do. Uh... Oh, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but uh, I talked about it. How about you? What What are some things that you are like your dad? Oh, man. Some of the shit that comes out of my mouth sometimes is just. One, my dad liked to curse a lot. Okay. He was, uh, man, he just, and so that carried over with me. Unfortunately, my son now likes to curse. <laughs> and so now I, we've had this conversation before, right? right. I mean, it's, it's very hard to stop. Mm-hmm. It just happens. It's yeah. just, it just happens. And I so have you told it. him like, Hey, it's okay to do it here or uh, you I, shouldn't say it at all. I've sort of told situation. him Maddox is a lot, so much different than Riley and Scarlett. So Riley mm-hmm. and Scarlett are my two older daughters. Um, there was, this is a fun dad story on my side. Um, we were, I was right after I got divorced, I was living in the, uh, my little apartment there in Bellevue and, uh, Scarlett was, I don't even know, maybe two, maybe. And so that mean that would make, no, no, Scarlett was like three. So Riley would be six. And I hear from the other room watching football, I'm making dinner in the other room. I can't see the TV. And from the other room I hear, damn it. <laughs> and I'm like, Riley. What and she came in and she goes and you can't obviously since this is a podcast she can't see but we're so we're watching football and she goes the referee he said like this and he she made holding. the holding call yeah. and and I said okay which way and she goes this way so it had been holding defense yeah I said okay what's the red team red team's on offense I'm like that's good then yeah holding defense she's like oh okay wow. like if you're gonna curse you need to do it right yeah and from that point on Riley always did it right. Scarlet would get me in trouble. <laughs> Scarlet would. This 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 happened one time, uh, daycare. She uh, ran into the room. Oh gosh, she's probably she's probably five or six years old, at the time. Ran into the room. And she goes, "What the hell is going on in here?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> she used it right. Yeah, well, she used it right. But yeah, yeah, I got in trouble for that. Uh, I don't yeah. know where she would have heard that from. Uh, yeah, I I never used that phrase. No. I, I go to church every Sunday. I don't. <laughs> My phrase is a lot saltier than that one. Yeah. So, I, I think a lot of the things that uh, that that's definitely one of them. An, another way that I'm very similar to my dad is. Uh, my my the the, the uh, hoarding collecting uh-huh. gene I yeah. de- definitely carried over and it drives my wife crazy. I don't think she understands at all. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I definitely have that. I I like to stop at random places now and yeah. or whatever. And yeah, I think it's cool. It's a lot of that stuff is it's like a history lesson in a way. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of that stuff is uh, old and it's got a story to tell. I'm I, I think it's fun. Yeah, I'm, but I'm also a major collector. I mean, I started as a kid with baseball cards, and then I've moved up to, you know, I did hats. I've been a hat yeah. guy for a long time. 
And then it became beer. Mm. And I was like getting all the beers I could get, not drinking them, and just saving them for special occasions that never happened. And <laughs> so I mean, I've collected everything, anything and everything. I've had yeah. it. So that that definitely carried over. And then because I remember later in life, my dad, he kind of once he was, he would roll up with old cars. So right before he got sick, he would they would go out and they would just they would just drive in the country. And this is Kansas, right? Mm-hmm. So middle of nowhere, Kansas. They'd be driving back roads in the country just looking for old cars that were just parked. Yeah. Right? And uh, him and all of his friends, they happened, and I'm sure a lot with that generation, they were all Vietnam vets. Mm-hmm. And they found an old Studebaker, like 40, 40s. Yeah, like 48 probably. Had been like halfway sunk in the mud. They took the whole day to dig this thing out. They went back the next day, put it on a trailer, brought it home. And my mom was like, what the hell? <laughs> Are you gonna do yeah, what? another car. No. What are you doing with this? Anyway, so they're pulling this thing off the trailer, rolling it down the trailer, and one of the tires blew. So there was still air in one of these tires oh, for all that time, and it sounded like a gun went off. Like and that. Ev- Ooh, this beer scares me right here. Okay, so I'm gonna we'll try the Schlitz here. Um, so to finish up that story. Tire blew on the car, right? All those the guys, the Vietnam vets at least, every one of them hit the ground. Really. Instantly hit the ground. Like you'd seen a movie. Like you like exactly like you'd seen the movie. And then they all kind of like and they all got up and they're like, you know, or whatever. Wow. It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Wow. Or whatever. Um, well, this is crazy that we're drinking Schlitz. I'll Schlitz. Say that. This was kind of one I thought, okay, as we're gonna do these, I mm-hmm. assumed I, I kind of assumed hams. Mm-hmm. I kind of assumed PBR. And then I had mentioned this multiple times because mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of a stereotype, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. This is more, is this a malt liquor? It's not, but it has a little bit more malt in it than what we've had it today. It smells it's different. It's definitely darker. It's way darker. Yeah. Hmm. Never had it before. Oh. That's malty and delicious. Yeah, right? What's happening? It's malty and good. What? Yeah. Puts a little monkey wrench in things, don't that it? That totally does. Yeah, this, I mean, this has flavor. Weird. Okay, what's the what's the ABV on? I don't know it that one. I don't know. Say so. I did a little research on Schlitz today. Okay, it's a brewery started in 1849 by a guy named August Krug. Okay, which is a name that we have here in Omaha, Krug Park. Krug Park, the the beer bar that's lots here in of, town. Lots of dudes from that time were named August. Yeah, it's a German name. Okay, and he was a German dude. Uh, he had the brewery for a while, and then um, a guy by the last name of Schlitz came there, and he worked as a bookkeeper. Okay. He's like, I'm going to be an accountant for you. Uh, and then Mr. August died, and uh, Mr. Schlitz said, you know what? Your wife's still around. How about I marry her and inherit this brewery? Bada bing, it's now Schlitz Brewery. <laughs> so that happened, and then um, that was in Milwaukee. And in 1902, these were this was the biggest producer of beer in the United States, like totally. Like this, nobody was making more beer than Schlitz. Okay. In 1902, um, their slogan. I know you've heard it, and I think there's even a song called this, maybe uh, Dolan or maybe a band, um, "The Beer That Made Milwaukee Famous." I don't know if I've ever heard that. No. Oh, really? Hmm. That's yeah. That's their that's their. Sky Blue Waters thing. Okay. So they're the beer that made Milwaukee. Although Milwaukee's had a lot of different kinds of beer, this is the one. Hmm. 
Um, they were Schlitz Brewery all the way up until 1982, and then they got bought out by uh, 80s perennial beer um, Stroh's. Mm-hmm. You know that one? Yes, yes. And then Stroh's sold to Pabst in 1999. And then 1999, they had it all the way up until I think it was 2014. And then that was sold um, for $700 million. They sold it. Uh, in 1970, there was a new kind of owner and brewmaster rolled in. And he was trying to cut costs. And they stopped using so much malt and they started using corn syrup. Mm. which we know is a, a big mm. thing nowadays. 40 years later, people are still complaining about it. Bud Light would have something to say about that. Yes. Uh, in 1977, this is kind of what started their downhill slide. So the the uh, the beer itself changed. The flavor was different. And then seven years later, they started airing these commercials on TV. Okay. And uh, the commercial was basically a big, like, burly biker or lumberjack-looking dude. Mm-hmm. And he was talking right into the screen. So he's, like, talking to you. Mm-hmm. And he's admonishing you because you, as the viewer, has suggested maybe you should drink a different beer. And he basically is threatening to beat you up because he loves Schlitz. <laughs> he's like, I'm, this is what I'm, I'm going to beat your ass. This is mine. I'm drinking Schlitz. And then people are like, hmm, that's pretty aggressive. That's aggressive. We don't, we don't really like that. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to buy your beer. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, um, the brewery where they made this um, in 1981 was sold to make this new upstart beer called Budweiser Light. Oh. So the original Schlitz Brewery was then repurposed into make Bud, Bud Light, what we know now. Hmm. <clears throat> and then in the 70s TV show, Laverne and Shirley, mm-hmm. they worked at a place called Schott's Brewery in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. which was basically a fictional Schlitz Brewery. Oh. So that's where you see the bottling line and they put the glove on it and then it goes around and they wave to it that's a yeah seminal thing that yep. people our age know the little thing those the, the the songs going through my head uh-huh. the, you know or whatever. Yep. we're so gonna he, make it that yep. song yeah uh here's another thing too this is super weird why why you remember why i would remember little things like this or whatever maybe because i watched a lot of tv when i was a kid i remember the first budweiser light commercial yeah and i remember the the little jingle Really? Or whatever. I just remember the end. It was Budweiser, light. Hmm. That's it. I remember the Miller Light commercials, like the Taste Great, Less Filling. Yes. And Bob Euchre was in them. Mm-hmm. And I remember one was like in a spaceship or something. It had like some lights. <laughs> and uh, they, everybody was fighting about, you know, why was the reason you drank it? Because it tasted mm. great or it was less, less filling. filling. So like light beer really wasn't a thing until the early 80s. Here's a dad thing that I do all the time now. When all I get right. the good parking spot at Walmart, like yeah. the front row parking spot, right. I must be in the front row. <laughs> Always say that from the Bud Light or from the Miller Light yeah, commercial. You have Bob to. Front row. Oh, I must be in the front row. And then they put him back in the right. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. Still say it to this day. Everybody hates it too. I bet. Absolutely. Yeah. Or That's they just great. don't understand. They don't even know why you're referencing it. No, they have but no it's idea. it's canon to you. Yep. I like that. Exactly. So this, that's, that's Schlitz. What do you think of that one? Weird. I, it's so It's hard got a to... total like 60s, 70s design, that maroonish purple mm-hmm. color. And the, a lot of these are, if you can tell, like the hams and the PBR, well, almost all of them except Bush Light mm-hmm. are like dinosaurs as far as their advertising. And that's probably why I like it. I'm, I'm really into like retro-y and vintage looking things. And that's, yes. that's all of those. This one... Is not. This no, looks like you'd have the, this at a NASCAR race. Yeah, the Bush Light. Yeah. But the other ones all look like you could have been in this that decade and drank those beers. They wouldn't have changed. Kind of that globe logo on mm-hmm. it right there. Like you expect to walk into a dive bar and see a clock. 
a clock or a glass mirror with yeah. some gold over the top. That's all yellowed mm-hmm. from when you could Smoking. smoke yeah. in there. That's all yellowed from that. So, all right. So going into beer number six here, um, I'm going to go Ham's Grain Belt Schlitz PBR Bushlight. Bushlight. Okay. All right. Well, this is the last one, and this was this was a transitional beer for my dad. And this was also the first beer that I started drinking. Oh, boy. So as a little 20-ish person, mm-hmm, year old, mm-hmm. um, we didn't have a lot of money. I was moved out of my parents' house. Yep. I was making, I, I thought about this last night, five twenty-five an hour. Okay, uh, yeah. And I had a house, and I split it with my band. Okay. And if we had any money left over, and we got some beer, we were getting this. Don't pull it out yet. I'm going to guess. Right. I'm going to guess, just based on the time frame, Yeah. it's Keystone Light. It is Keystone Light. Boom. <laughs> Keystone Light. You could buy a 30 stone. 30 pack of stones, $9.99. Yes. Usually. So cheap. Or Red Dog. Oh, the Red Dog. And then Ice House. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yep, yep. So the grocery stores would rotate your sales, Dolan. Uh, every week there'd be like a $10 special. So yep. you could get a cube of Keystone Lights mm. for $9.99. So between four guys, a 30 pack lasted <laughs> a day. <laughs> yes. Because it goes down so good. So yeah. it says right on here now, it's a Coors-owned oh, yeah. beer. Yep. And uh, you used to be able to get in a bottle. I think you probably still could, but this was a beer that my dad would have. You want a new cup for this? You want to you want to go new? I've uh, had I've had the same cup, so I'm right. going to keep rolling with it. Okay, all right. I'm going to open that for you. All right. But this was, is another one of those. I was just reintroduced to this a couple years ago. Um, we had an 80s party. No, we had a 90s party. And so I bought a 30 stone, and now it's like twelve ninety nine. Like it's a yeah. little bit more yeah, expensive. I don't now. know if it's worth that. Yeah, yeah. Thirty but, beers for twelve dollars. <laughs> you're like, no, it's too much. Nah, it's not. Nah, it's too rich for my blood. It's not. It's not half bad. It's wow. not. I mean, it tastes like water. I bet I haven't had a Keystone in at least fifteen years. Really? Yeah. Out of all of these beers, this is the one I have not had. Hmm. Let me look up the uh, the Keystone Keystone Light. Although I probably have had it and checked it in. Late night sometime, but we'll see. So back in Kansas, we called these K-State lights. Oh, yeah, okay. The, the K-State light. Yep. Boy, this one... 4.2... Is just like clear, clear. Like water <laughs> in a glass. Yes. Even more than the hams, which was pretty clear. IBUs, N-A. <laughs> they don't have any. None. There's no hops. None, none. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and I didn't write down the uh, the number of rankings. All of these are over... Like I went down, I went through on Untapped and wrote uh-huh. down their own rankings. There are their rankings here. Every one of them has over like ten thousand rankings. Holy smokes! All of them. Some of the ones we have have had like a hundred or two hundred check-ins. Absolutely, so, yeah. yeah. The Bushlight has like a hundred and three thousand rankings. Yeah. So I mean, there's definitely uh, in Untapped. There's badges you can get for domestic beers. Mm. So that's about the only reason you would check these in because mm-hmm. you don't really want to. I don't know, at least for my group of friends. I don't want to claim I'm drinking Keystone Light on Man. a Thursday night at my house. No, 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 no. But it'll do in a pinch. It will. Yep. It'll do as beer six and dad beer, I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. So if we had to go through, let's go through all six of these okay. now. Which one do you think has the highest untapped ranking? Ranking? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go PBR. Mm. That's what I'm going to say. PBR that, and that then is- hams. The second highest, okay. Oddly enough, Green Belt has the highest, okay, three point one nine, which really surprised 3. me. Three point one nine. Three point one nine. That's still really low. It's a lot of the beers we do are like four point two, four point five. Yeah, three point one nine is the highest. 
that oh I Oh, my goodness. Look, here's the thing. If my dad was still alive, he would not be on Untapped. Not. No. No. I, un- unfortunately, I had my dad do fantasy baseball one year. Mm. And he was he was the guy that never checked mm. his roster and yes. had like eight guys on DL, <laughs> so he would not be on Untapped either. Mm. I, I don't know; he would even know how to work a smartphone. So Greenbelt three point one nine, PBR two point seven nine, then followed by Schlitz at two point seven seven, oh. Hams two point six. See, that's a crime. Hams should be way higher than that, right? And then finally Keystone Light, or I'm sorry, Bush Light at two point three seven. And then finally, Keystone Light at a whopping 2.01. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's the lowest beer we've ever the drank. I can't even know if I can call it Lowest by far. This is, this is like uh, hmm. this is like Flint, Michigan bottled water. This maybe. is, but it's still better than Bush Light. It is. I guarantee. Oh, I would drink yep. that all day versus a Bush Light. Yes. Yeah, it is. That's the worst for sure mm-hmm. for me. I think if, if I had to rank it, which I'm going to do. I would go Hams, <laughs> then Schlitz, okay. Green Belt, PBR, Keystone, Bushlight. So this is weird. So we only disagree on and just those middle. Honestly, yeah, those probably. are. It really could it, the the middle three could kind of interchange. Mm-hmm. Hams was definitely the best. Then Green Belt, Schlitz, PBR kind of could it just interchange with each other. Yeah. Then Keystone Light, then Bushlight. Yep. Yep. There we are. But why is it that is it just distribution that Bushlight is everywhere? Yeah. Is it marketing, I guess, it's, maybe? Well, I mean, it's a cheaper version of Budweiser. I mean, mm. it's made by Budweiser, right? Right. But it's cheaper than Budweiser Bud Light. Yeah. So you can get it. You can get it in those big 30 packs. Yep. Um, I remember last year they had camo cans for some reason. Yeah. Um, it's like the fall can. Like, it's the yeah. hunting can. Yeah. Right? Or can. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's everywhere, and it, it's not good. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere and it's not good. Yeah. So go ahead and just surpass that. Just go past that one. You don't need it. Step out a little bit and try one of the others. That uh... try a regional beer like that. The I mean, a Hams or a Schlitz. Like mm-hmm. there's a there's a negative connotation to those names. I feel like probably. I wish I would have been able to find a Michelob or an, or an Old Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. But um, I I'm definitely okay drinking a Hams or a Schlitz. I can tell you that. That's so weird that like it's still okay to drink Budweiser. It's still okay to drink you know like a Bush Light or a Bush or whatever, uh-huh. but not Schlitz or Hams or PBR. Or... I mean, there's a subset of group of folks that are the hipstery type that are bringing these kind of beers back mm-hmm. and making it a little bit more okay. Um, Ten years ago, yeah, you weren't telling anybody you were drinking Hams beer. No, no. An Olympia. That was another one I was trying to find. Oh, yeah. Um, but I couldn't get that. They used to have it in Lincoln, but mm-hmm. when I was there last weekend, they, the place that used to sell it did not have it anymore. So right. there was quite a few I looked for. One last dad story. Give me give me one last dad story oh, for Let's you. see. Um, probably the one that sticks out in my mind that is kind of related to beer, but it's also more a testament to me and my dad and like my whole trajectory of life. Mm-hmm. Um, my band used to practice in this big old warehouse where one, two of the guys worked and we could set up our gear and leave it all plugged in, which is amazing. As Dolan knows, you don't have to tear it down. It was set up place. We just mm-hmm. moved and even the drum kit, we just carried it down and set it up. We didn't have to tear it down. It was amazing. We went there and practiced and it was way on the other side of Lincoln, and my dad lived in Bennett at the time, so it was like a 45-minute drive for him. And every once in a while, he'd get a wild hair, and he would come and watch us practice. <laughs> and he would bring his cooler, and he'd have his beers, and we would have our beers in there, and we would, you know, just have fun. Yeah. And it was, you know, playing 
Rolling Stones and Beatles covers and, you know, our original stuff and just loud as, as possible out in the middle of industrial in, Nebraska, in, in Lincoln. Sure. So one night there's a huge thunderstorm and he's like, all right, I got to go. It's raining real hard. I'm going to head out of here. And, uh, it's raining so hard. And, uh, where he had to go to get towards back to where he lived, um, there was a bridge that went, was a train track. So the train was above. You had to go underneath to get past the train, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that was notorious for flooding. So if it rained at all, it was full of water. Yep. So he got that far and it was like so flooded. <laughs> and I think his car, his truck died. Um, so he came back, he walked back and uh, he had his cooler beer. He was soaking wet. He had a Budweiser floppy, like, you know, those, you know, like late 90s floppy hats? The floppy hats, yeah. And it had the frogs on it, the mm-hmm. Budweiser frogs. He had that hat on, and he was like a drowned cat. He was soaked. And he walks in, he's like, well, I ain't going anywhere. Let's have another beer. <laughs> so we had another beer and played some more music. And um, yeah, I mean, that was just him to a T, just always looking for fun and listening to music and, you know, laughing and just trying to have a good time wherever he was at. So that's an awesome that's, story. That's uh, that's what I think about when I think of him. Hmm. I, I, mine's not nearly as cool, but you know, kind of how you assume when you're, when you're a teenager, your dad isn't paying attention to what you're doing mm-hmm. or whatever. And, uh, we, we had, we had the Nintendo right about the time the Sega came out. And so the Sega was, you know, the, the, the commercials on TV. Remember the guy who goes Sega. Yep. Oh, right. Yeah. That, okay. That was the commercial or yep. whatever. And uh, we just assumed the dad, he took no interest in this whatsoever. So we were playing the video game or whatever. He came into our room. He stood there for a second. And then out of nowhere, he goes, Sega. And then he walks out. And we, like, <laughs> we looked at each other happened? like, what was that? Yeah. So he kind of was paying attention, yeah. maybe. So I don't know. Yeah, you can't get past dads, yep. it seems like. Exactly. So, well... I hope you enjoyed our dad stories. I hope you enjoyed our uh, kind of reminiscing. Yeah, it's it's definitely kind of fun to. I don't know. I I have I think about it a lot, probably because he's not around. But just the kind of person that I am really ties back to him, and and uh, just a lot of the stuff kind of ties into beer because mm-hmm. this was something he was always looking to do was just have fun and, and be with his friends and make new friends. He he never met a stranger. He was that guy, you know and so this is this has been a good episode for me. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been it's been good for me too. It hasn't it's, been good beer, but it's been a good time. Yeah, you know, I I'll tell you, hams, one sneaky. Yep, three ninety nine a six pack. Do yourself a favor, pick one up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Get take two of them. Spend eight bucks. You'll mm-hmm. be the life of the party. You will be right there. So, all right. Uh, next, gosh, I want to say next week. I don't I don't remember what next week is. I do know that. Oh, we, I think it's Blue Moon. Is it Blue Moon? I think it is Blue Moon. That's right. Okay. So I got a good story with Blue Moon, personal story. So I love it. All right. Virtually everyone's gateway beer is Blue Moon. And you can get it everywhere. Everywhere. You can get it easier than you can get a hams. So we will talk about Blue Moon next week. Uh, The week after that, we're going to visit the 2019 uh, Men's Journal uh, winner. Of best beer in the country, they just announced it just a couple really? of days ago. Yes. Oh, I don't even know what that is. Yes, that is the um, the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Really? Yeah, virtually, huh. yeah. You can get it everywhere. Yeah. It's been around forever. Hmm. Like it was uh, Ken Grossman's first beer. Like that was that was the first one they brewed. Kind of, if I remember the story right, 
Um, so yeah, still around after all these years. Cool. Yeah. So we'll do that. We'll do that one in two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Yeah. So enjoy some dad beers this weekend. Um, yeah. Here. Work on your dad bod. There you go. Uh, yeah. Definitely let your belt out a loop or two. And uh... <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Gosh. You're definitely not going to have any chicks around for that one. So. No. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next week.